Hello, may I welcome you to episode 62 of Moving Matters. I am your host, Colin Wynn. I hope Moving Matters will give you an insight to others working or have worked in this wonderful industry as I delve into their past, their present and their future. You will find a new episode of Moving Matters on the second and fourth Thursday of each month. In this episode, we discover how my guests got involved in working with movers some 15 years ago, helping with the relocation of employees, individuals, families and pets. We discuss his challenges, what he would change from his moving past, his high points, what changes he would make to the industry, the advice he would give starting out again, his predictions for the next five years and what he does outside of the workplace. And as always, we end moving matters with a quaint moving story of friendship. My guest this episode is Andrew White, Managing Director of Dream Move Relocation. Enjoy. Good morning, Andrew. Welcome to Moving Matters. How are you this morning? I'm very well, Colin. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. So an interesting podcast, this one. Can you tell everyone about yourself and the length of time within the industry? Yeah, thanks, Colin. Yeah, I've been working in the industry for 15 years now, working for a company previously called Go Native, now known as Native, five years, and then working for myself, which is Dream Move Relocation, since January 2013. We work a lot with movers, so we help with the relocation of employees, individuals through to families, through to pets. It's normally in association with the movers. So it could be the large national or the large multinational movers, such as Sterling, Santa Fe, for example, who are helping with the moving of the household goods from anywhere in the world to the UK, effectively. We are based in the Northwest, but can operate nationwide. And generally, we will, we will help the client find a property, the UK side. So if it's a family moving with a 40-foot container, for example, we will generally be on the other end helping them find their family home in the UK, be it Manchester, Liverpool, Leeds. So we will take their property wishes with their relocation and effectively be their eyes and ears and advisor to find the property, help set the property up, check all the legals when approving the property, whether it's buying or renting, and everything that comes with the process of how do we get local schools social? Where's the local social clubs, tennis, football? My child's really into gymnastics. How do we assist with that? Banking as well. So we're new to the UK. We've only just got an address. Can you help with setting up bank accounts? Everything that comes with, I suppose, a new life in a new country. So removal companies come to you. What about individuals? Do they come to you and then ask if you can help them find a property and then from then onwards, maybe a mover? Yeah, well, we get both sides. So a lot of times we'll get individuals who may be in senior roles also, but they don't get the relocation assistance. And they're, look, we're moving in March. We need help with everything. Now, stuff like visas and moving, it's so complex and it changes every week that we don't get involved. We will recommend other movers and we'll recommend visa companies, for example, to for our clients to speak to. But involvement-wise, we will work in correlation or in tandem with them to make sure it's as smooth move as possible. And yeah, we go from there, basically. So we'll let the, the mover run with 
quoting for the clients as well. So how did you get involved with relocation companies? Do you go to the relocation companies then and tell them all about your services and in a bid to get the work from them to help them out? Pretty much, yeah. It's very much, a, I suppose, an add-on service. Yeah. When you're moving, you think, oh, I need to move everything I own. And I suppose some, some companies have thought, well, it's a nice add-on service that not only are we moving all the Mr. and Mrs. Jones's household goods from the US to the UK, they're going to need help with finding a property. So we often get referred from movers to help with finding properties UK side when the client knows they're moving and they have set dates they're moving to and we'll work anywhere from two weeks to 12 weeks the shipment could take so generally in that time we're trying to find a property so when the the household goods arrive it's not sat in storage they've got somewhere to move their goods to effectively wow so how do you market these or show them the houses i take it technology has made a big difference to the way in which you operate these days it has, yeah. It's evolved quite a lot, obviously, through COVID. We had to be a bit more creative. Agents have been a lot more creative as well. So we tend to do it one of two ways. Some clients trust us to be their eyes and ears, in which point we will find their property before their arrival. So that will let them cut down on hotel costs, Airbnb costs, the stress of finding a property on arrival as well. So it may be, for example, if a Mr. and Mrs. Jones arriving in March, we will generally start looking four to six weeks in advance because that's the way the rental market works in the UK. Uh, you have to give generally one month's notice. Yeah. So we could effectively have the property ready. So even before they ever left the US or South Africa or Europe, they have a property address to tell the movers, we found a place, we're moving here, nice and easy. Rather than moving to a hotel, stressing over finding a property, having large storage costs, having to juggle a job with finding a property, etc. as well. So that's one way we've been kind of using technology of being their eyes and ears and sending detailed videos over to them. But the second way, and I completely understand, some people do want to arrive and they want to see their property, well, respective properties, which would be of interest with their own eyes and ears. So we would effectively pick them up and take the client out to advise on not just the property, but the area. So the property is always primary, but it's sometimes the area itself, which can be very important. So if you're moving with a family, you need to know that you're near good schools, you could have a good social life, nearby clubs, everything that comes with a new life in the UK. So you are literally the Kirsty and Phil. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> From location, location, location. Yeah. <laughs> So one of the bigger companies we sometimes do work for, I think Phil Spencer was involved and he's obviously gone on to TV things. So he's no longer involved from what I can understand. So we expect to see you on Channel 4 soon then, Andrew. We moved a lady who's involved in House Hunters USA. I'm still waiting really? for call. This was three months ago. <laughs> but she told me all about how they work and it's quite interesting. So uh, we may get that call any day soon. I'll have to have a shave and do my hair. Maybe have my teeth whitened for the US audience, but we'll see. So how did you get started in this industry? It's more a hobby than a job. I've always loved property. I'm a landlord and investor myself. Bought my first property in 2004. And then it was 2008, basically, when I arrived back from Australia. 
after 15 months out there. I was looking for a job in property. Nobody really knows we exist until they find out about the service. They're like, wow, I wish I knew about you six months ago because Mm -hmm. it was so painful and so difficult finding a property in the UK. Worked for a company for five years. We kind of worked a lot with the accounting and finance companies, the likes of Accenture, Deloitte, KPMG, I think it was as well, and Atos, who will move a lot of clients here for six or 12 months. And rather than put them in hotels, they wanted them to have their own apartments. So we would be tasked with finding an apartment for them. So they basically got, rather than a hotel room, they've got a service department. Obviously, the service department market has evolved quite a lot since mm, 2008. Absolutely. But that's how it started. And then 2013, I kind of set up myself. And we still help with short-term moves of six months to a year. But a lot of the moves now tend to be more two, three, five years, if not permanent moves. So, so are you generally dealing with people moving into this country from overseas? Or are you dealing with people also within the country? Like people moving from maybe London up north? Yeah, predominantly into the country, but we have had a lot of kind of London up to Manchester. So it's, I don't know, if they're on a salary of say 50,000 and they're getting pushed through work, obviously their work is quite involved, I imagine, and they don't have the time to travel to Manchester or Leeds or Liverpool for two viewings. So it's, look, we're moving, the new job starts in March, April. We need a bit of help, you to be our eyes and ears in effect, to to help us find a property. I don't want to hop on a train for two and a half hours to find out I've arrived in Birmingham and the property viewing gets cancelled, which is what happens quite a lot now. Letting agents quite ruthless. We'll book anywhere from eight to ten viewings. I'd say generally three or four will be guaranteed to be cancelled on the day. Really? Of, yeah, on the day of the viewing. So it's a, wow. it's a bit of a numbers game, but... You've just got to roll with it. I mean, letting agents, if they get a good applicant, they're going to take it. So yeah, true. we'll generally only book one day in advance. So for tomorrow, we'll be booking today. But even between today and tomorrow, with the evolution of COVID and video tours, there may be someone sat in Hong Kong or wherever in the world. They will watch the agent's video and take it off the agent's video. Now... For me, it's just remembering the agent is working for the landlord. So they're not going to highlight if it's a noisy street. They're not going to highlight if the neighbours don't look very good, if you're above a flight path, if the room is quite small, for example, bedroom three. You can never tell the size on a video. So we will go around and physically measure the rooms so people can go, oh, well, the bed will fit there. We can have the bedside table next to it. We'll point out everything that comes with good internet. There may be copper internet or there may be fibre internet. We yeah. will highlight if there's virgin there, for example. It's uh, all the little things, I suppose, that make up the big things when moving. And as you said earlier, sports centres, schools, all of this sort of stuff as well. Yeah. I mean, you work to live, don't you? If, if you're relocating, yeah. I imagine you're relocating for a, for a slightly better life in a way. Yes, you're moving for a new job, but you're, you're not 24-7 working. You want to make sure there is a social element. There is a network there to meet people and be happy in the new life. It's uh, However way you do it, it will be slightly stressful. Hopefully we, we ease that stress. But um, you don't want to go throughout that stress and find out basically you're not happy in your new location. Our aim is to make it as smooth and stress-free as possible. 
and highlight everything when new to the UK. So if somebody came over from the States, for example, and I don't know, let's say they've got a 24-month contract, yeah. so you're going to find them a property. Do you also then get involved at all once it's finished and they're going back to the States? Or I don't suppose you've got anything to do then, have you? We help with the move out. So right. shipments, obviously, they need a, a if they have brought furniture over, they need furniture shipping yep. back. We'll generally do what's called a checkout report. So when they move in, we'll just do a, a condition report of the property. And when they move out, we'll do a condition report when they're moving out. So it's just to make sure we can negotiate on their behalf for the deposit return. So obviously, we'll close their utilities down. We'll then help with ensuring everything is as it should be to make sure we can get all the deposit return to the client, basically. So once they've moved in as such, your job's not over and done with then? Your job is still pretty much ongoing? It is and it isn't. I mean, lots of people will contact us to say, just maintenance issues of how do we top up the boiler? And it's not part of our service. But at the same time, (laughs) if I'm sat in South Africa or US, there's certain things I wouldn't know. How do you use the air? So I'd like to think that a two-minute answer. So a client from South Africa contacted me last week. He moved in August and he just said, oh, my family have now arrived. Can you let me know about the tennis club you're advising when I moved in? So a quick WhatsApp to say, Cheadle Kingsway is a really nice club, good junior coach. It's 30 seconds of my time, but they really appreciate stuff like that. So it's little things that come with the move, I suppose. And knowing you've got someone to help who's been here 38 years, I suppose. So It's those nice small touches that you can do, and and technology allows us to do that. A a 30-second message, as you say, is only 30 seconds. If they're on the phone to you, you might be busy yourself, but at least if you've got a message, you can reply in your time. You haven't got to reply instantly. It's as and when you want to reply, but you've taken the time to reply. Yeah, no, true. We (laughs) We stay in touch with a lot of the families, to be fair. Obviously, we move a lot. Some people are a bit more private, but a lot are saying, look, once we're settled, this is a proper personal touch that you're providing. Eye, which is the South African term for barbecues, or we'll do a brunch and stuff like that. It's a really interesting job. You meet people from all over the world, and that's why it is. It's a job stroke hobby, which is why you want to work hard for the client, but also why it's so rewarding as well. It's so personal. The attention to detail and everything is just spot on. Yeah, you're a semi-counsellor, because obviously they're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their emotions are heightened and maybe they come in January and they've moved from the Southern Hemisphere and it's cold, it's wet, it's dark. And they're like, what the hell are we doing here? And I'm (laughs) trying to say, look, I know it's January. I know it's dark at four o'clock. I know it's raining all day. Welcome to the United Kingdom. There's good things and bad things with every country. Brilliant. Have any of these relocations gone wrong? Yes, in a way. It's, again, with the current market, it's been the same since January 2022. We can make offers on properties and we don't always get them. So through the 10 years of working, we know how to pitch to the agent for our client of we'll have a property CV. If they've got pets, we'll have a pet CV. But sometimes the agents just go with other offers. There's one client back in August of 2022, just a single male moving, working for a global company. Moving to Manchester City Centre, we put in maybe eight or nine offers. And although we wow. have good relationships with the letting and estate agents, for one reason or another, they just went with other offers. So 
it took about 10 weeks in all to secure him. Oh, my word. It was a mix of the timing, August. So you get a lot of the students coming, offering 12 months payment up front. Yeah. Well, like that. Whereas our client moved, good job, but he didn't have the credit history in the UK. So although we can promote our client as much as we can, sometimes landlords will go with other options, basically. Thank goodness it was a single individual and not a family of three. True. No, I agree. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Wow. Timing's everything. We get so many phone calls and the client's arrived. We're in a hotel. It's terrible. We've got two dogs, three children, and one hotel room. We need to get out as soon as possible. And that's why we'll always advise of, look, four to six weeks notice. Well, yeah, because they don't want to be rushed into getting the wrong property, do they? Well, that's the pressure. If you've arrived in a hotel room, you're then pressured to pick somewhere. Yeah. And you might just pick somewhere out of the stress of just to get out of the hotel room. And you move in, and two weeks later, you realise that property wasn't for us. It was just the pressure to get out of the hotel room. So it's pre-planning, I suppose, which is the key. So what challenges have you had to overcome then, Andrew? I think initially we're starting out, going from the mindset of an employee to an employer, working for yourself and building a small team. I didn't appreciate kind of the mental pressure and effects of, okay, I've gone from being told what to do to now I've got to build what I imagine. So that was the first kind of, I say, year, 18 months of being, I suppose, effectively an entrepreneur stroke business, starting out your own business. Mm. Obviously, still going 10 years in. I suppose the next step was COVID. Airports were shut. People couldn't move. People didn't want to move, understandably. So that was obviously a tricky time. We got through it. There was That's when times evolved of, right, we can do video tours, for example. A lot of agents are still running with that now. It does work quite well if used properly. But yeah, they were two pretty tough years, I imagine, for everyone involved in the moving industry as well. So, And then I suppose now it's lack of supply. So the government aren't helping things too much on the property front. So I think looking at stats, it's about 54% down rental stock, which is a lot of what we helped with in the last four or five years. So people are coming and for every property, there's 40 or 50 people inquiring and maybe 10 applications for every property. So for us, that's our challenge because we need to present our client to be ahead of the other six people applying. So that's a current challenge and it doesn't look set to change in the suburbs or the cities. And rental prices are also gone through the roof, haven't they? Pretty much, yeah. It's client expectations because if you're moving from a country where life is a bit cheaper, so to speak, they may come and say, I want a four-bedroom home for £800. Now, we have to be the bearer of bad news to say, look, I cannot get you that. You need to be at this price point. And there's a, a lot of kind of heartache that goes through it because they'll often convert that price to rand or to dollar or to yeah. yen, for example, and it sounds a lot. And it is a lot. And it's only a couple of months in that they get their head round, oh, I'm getting paid this much and I have to pay this much. And it works out generally. But the initial month of setting expectations and the client getting their head around the cost of living in the UK is a big hurdle. So if you could change anything from your, I'm going to say, relocation rather than moving past, what would it be? I think for me, it's timeline. You'll get a lot of clients stuck in hotels or serviced accommodation. 
and that could be a hundred, two hundred pound a night, depending where you are in the UK. So average from finding a property to moving in is about two weeks. So if you're taking fourteen days at two hundred pound a night, that's kind of wow. a lot of money spent, needlessly. So I think it's just bringing it into modern times, and a lot of the agents now are catching up with the times. But stuff like DocuSign, getting references through, they're all sticking points. So if it's an employment reference and a previous landlord reference, for me, that could be done within a couple of days. Yeah. Two weeks, I know agents will have a buffer to make sure the property is ready. But that buffer could be really expensive for people who've just arrived and they're spending £200 a night in hotels. So it's streamlining the process from, okay, we find a property on the Tuesday and we move in by the Friday. And I know that happens in a lot of other countries, in Dubai, in China, in the US. You can view the property today and move in so long as you have all the paperwork ready within a couple of days. So that's the biggest. You've also got to make sure the removal company is ready and they can move them in in that that timeline. Tuesday to a Friday is not many days, Andrew. (laughs) I mean, that's the other issue, isn't it? It's having the removal companies on standby and that's where it filters back to having the property ready for when the Mm -hmm. client arrives of they're flying tomorrow. They've got their property address. So the moving companies have been told a week or two before. I appreciate moving companies are are very busy themselves and can't drop everything to please one client over another. So, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to relocating and moving. Oh, absolutely. What is your high point of being within the industry? I think for us, it's the personal aspects. Like I say, we stay in touch with a lot of the clients we help relocate. Last year was particularly moving we helped a lot of ukrainian refugees that was obviously a bit different to what we're used to in what way just it wasn't well obviously it's not what do you talk about people have made a choice hmm. to relocate to the uk obviously yeah, with the not through work yeah with the ukrainian russia conflict it wasn't yeah. a choice it's some people were forced moves and yeah. although you can explain obviously they've been through it effectively emotional trauma and you're trying to promote the uk in effect they may not have chosen to move to the uk they may have had to move through through necessity so it's a sentimental issue like i say it comes back to almost being a helping with the move but being a counselor of life in the uk is quite good i would say we're not a prejudiced nation we take it as given if people are nice to me i'll be nice to them it doesn't matter where they're from in the world so so with the Ukrainians, are you finding them rental properties or are you finding them you know, families to move in with, like this six-month thing that the government bought in? Generally, properties after they've been with families they've lived with right. for three, four months. So it may right. be they've lived with a family for four months. Yeah. But within that time, they've had to find a job and effectively set up life in the UK. So we'll help with finding their own individual property, then the families. Nice. What one thing would you change within the moving industry or the relocation industry? Like I said, the timeline. I think we could work better with the moving industry as well. I know you represent a lot of different moving companies. We're an add-on service to hopefully streamline the process. A lot of clients we have will say, we haven't found a property. We've got our household goods sat in a container in Plymouth, for example, or in Southampton or Liverpool, and they're picking up quite a lot of costs and that's not their fault and it's not the mover's fault 
it's the fault that we haven't been able to find them a property or they haven't been able to find themselves a property. So if by engaging our services, we're able to find the property, that opens up the whole timeline of we've moved it from South Africa to the UK, we're in storage, and then we've got a property to move it to. So effectively, you don't need them storage costs, holding costs of being sat in ports for two, three, four, even six weeks, maybe. You've got the kind of smooth process of right the way through to the property which has been found. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> what about moving the goods from like the, the shipping dockyards into like local storage? I suppose that would be an option. Again, I'm not sure on costs involved. We'll work with moving partners. So that's a question we'll generally ask the partners to advise on. Obviously, cost is not critical. It's care of service and cost. So we need to yep. make sure that it's the most efficient for the client. So if it's local or sat in a port, whatever cost-wise, we'll take advice from the movers on that to make sure we're doing it the best for our clients. So what advice would you give yourself just starting out again? Good question. To me, it sounds like you've done everything spot on. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... So the company I work for, Native, it was a big company and it felt like people were numbers and it was get them in, get them out. For me, yeah. it's you're not a number, you're a person and you come with a life and you come with a, a backstory and emotions and the stress and everything that comes with moving. So it's trying to be a bit more humanistic, I suppose, in a way of, right, we don't have one client for one day. It's we have this one client and we'll make sure we find them a property and they're happy and settled so they'll effectively enjoy life in the UK. Whereas... Some may be, right, you've got a one-day search. And that one day, they may arrive on, say, February the 2nd. And you cannot pinpoint that there'll be a property matching their wishes on that day. So by having a lead time of three to four weeks, even six weeks, it eases the pressure and gives you that search time to find a property matching their wishes. So Mm -hmm. I suppose that's what I would change personally. Some of the work we do is for the bigger moving companies. And I understand it's a lot easy to say you've got a one-day search or a two-day search to package it because if it's so open-ended of we'll find you a property that could go on for four to six weeks if not longer i do understand both sides for me it's trying to work it that we will find you a property because a one-day search could be useless if there's no properties matching your wishes so it's a tick box exercise in effect so where do you see yourself in the industry in the next five years Let's deal with yourself first, Andrew. Element of growth. We'd like to keep it personal. There's three in the team, and then we have a few consultants out with us, all who have been 15, 20 years in the industry. So we the element of growth, but also keeping the human impact. We don't want to become that, oh, we've got 200 people moving, and we don't have time for that 200. You don't want to lose your personal touch as such, yeah. do you? The personal touch of, Again, dating back, if I was moving to California or if you, Colin, Mm. were moving to Barcelona, you'd like to think there's somewhere there to ensure you're in the best place, best property. The move's gone smoothly to get your household goods over there. Your children are in nice schools. You've got a tennis club nearby. Rather than saying, look, we've got someone here. You've got one day to try and find a property. So, yeah, that's where I would like to be in five years i suppose utilizing technology as well we can put a lot of information into folders 
which people can use even before they arrive. So for schooling is a, a primary one. The schooling system in the UK, if it's state schools, is pretty much the same all throughout primary school. So there's tools and resources we can use, which we send to clients. Mm -hmm. If their children are saying year two or year four, we can say, look, go to these websites. This is exactly what your child will be learning if they're in year two this year. So it helps them to kind of set their expectations of, oh, they're a little bit behind. We better pick up the pace. So they're ready right. for UK schooling or, okay, they're pretty clever. We don't need to stress too much. Yep. So where do you see the industry in the next five years? It's evolving. I think it's becoming a tougher market. Again, less choice for properties due to kind of government constraints. So a lot of landlords are selling up. Not too sure about the moving industry. I think that's evolving itself. We've noticed we work with some kind of family independent companies as well as the larger companies, which is nice to see. And yeah, we've noticed with the challenges, some have been leaving the industry. Some bigger companies have merged. But yeah, we love what we do and like to continue our growth and go from there of keeping it personal, but keeping it engaged with the client. So what do you do outside of the industry to switch off? Tennis, football, I'm guessing outdoors. So I play a lot of tennis in the evenings. I play football at the weekends and then I've got two young children. So we are South Manchester based. So we'll go out a lot right. to the Peak District. Yeah. It kind of ties in with the job. For me, it's if a family's moving, they want to know where to go. So, for example, we went into the city for Chinese New Year last year and it's just something you can then advise on. There's a nice parade on or they'll have a Manchester day or yeah. in the spring, summer, get yourself out to Castleton in the Peak District or go out to Chapel on the Frith. So for me, it's, it's spending time with the family is important, but it also ties back into other families moving, want to know about this kind of stuff. So we'll try and do family days at weekends, tennis in the week. Otherwise, I end up working in the evenings, which I try not to do. I do it a couple of days a week, but the other three nights, I'll try and get out and yeah. tennis or five aside. And finally, I like to end my podcast with a funny moving story. Do you have one or more to tell? I suppose the main one is, like I said, we stay in touch with a lot of the clients. We moved a lovely family. This was about four years ago from South Africa to Timperley. They used to invite us around all the time. So we went around there a lot. They moved back to South Africa a year ago and we've stayed in touch and we're planning to go out and visit them later this year. So it's just oh, cool. pure the moving. We would have probably never had the opportunity to go to South Africa. Yeah. And just through the kindness of them, they're saying, look, come and visit us. Let us show you our home country. We will be your tour guide. So it's the niceness of the people you meet. Yes, they're moving for jobs, but it's the human approach of, look, come out in September, we will show you around and we will kind of take you out and you can live with us because we've got a nice four-bed detached house. So you don't need to worry about accommodation. Get your flight sorted. We'll be your tour guides. So They're kind of returning the favour, aren't they? Pretty, yeah. Although pretty you're not much, moving out so, there. But yeah. But it's something you'd never ask for and it's, it's a lovely thing to never expect. But when people offer stuff like that, then it's too good to turn down, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. I'd be on the first plane out. Yeah. <laughs> the perks of the job. Andrew, many thanks for giving up your time this morning to record an episode of Moving Matters with me. I truly appreciate it. 
Not a problem. Well, thank you, Colin. And yeah, thank you for your time this morning. And hopefully it's a, a worthwhile one for those moving and anyone else listening. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, Colin. I sincerely hope you enjoyed episode 62 of Moving Matters. Please rate, review and subscribe in your favourite podcast player of choice and please tell your industry colleagues about Moving Matters. My thanks and appreciation go to Andrew White of Dream Move Relocation for giving up his time to record this episode. Thank you again, Andrew. If you would like to know more about Dream Move Relocation and the services they provide, then you will find links within the show notes for this episode and on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. And please, if you have a funny moving story that can be relayed to our listeners or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, then do reach out to me by completing the contact form on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. Well, that is all from me, so until next time, keep moving. Keep moving.